Hi, friends. My name is Landon Wietrich. My co-host is Braden Knobloch, and this is Inquire Inside. This is a conversation with just Braden and myself, reflecting on our first 20 episodes of podcasting. What have been our favorite moments, and what have we learned from the guests that have joined us on the show? Every conversation has left Braden and I considering the path we're currently on and asking ourselves what we need to do in order to continue to grow and improve. Thank you for joining us as we inquire inside today, and we're going to jump right into the conversation. Yeah, I completely overlooked that one. Yeah, so it was Cole back in February. Cole, yeah. Officer Cole Lionberger, and then we had then we had Dr. Michael Lee, Kyle Graham, Scott Wegman, Jordan Seidinger, Chris Cosentini, and then most recently we had had Jason. Correct. Have you seen, uh, so obviously since our interview with Dr. Lee, I have been following him on social media. Looks like he is doing exactly what he said he was going to be doing, opening his clinic. He's remodeling. He's so that that's exciting. Yeah. It's cool to chat with him, right? Kind of on the verge of getting all of that started. Right, but, exactly. Uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to go out there and check out his new his new clinic. Exactly. Um, honestly, i've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed all of these. Very I'm, much. So. I'm more very much. I'm so, more yeah. biased towards the ones that are in person. Well, of course, <laughs> those are always the most fun, and and if if we can make those happen, we absolutely will. But um, yeah. I was, that's not always practical. But no, so we have we've had what you know seven seven guests on now. This is episode we're recording right now is episode twenty one. So we've got twenty episodes behind us. Seven guests. Um, one thing, just kind of looking over the list, just kind of as as I was preparing for this particular episode, is every single one of them. I think all of them we we talked about quite a wide wide variety of topics within those podcasts, but all of them had a niche or a particular passion in in a specific area. Um, but then the cool thing was, is like I mentioned, there were so many topics that stemmed from that main passion, and then also there was so many other parts to that individual, meaning so many different steps that led them to where they were and all of them had unique values of what made them passionate about what they did. And it was interesting. It was very interesting. It was, it's great to know, to truly get to know somebody and their why and their motivation, what keeps them going. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's, um, as I was thinking prior to this is I would reiterate everything you just said, but also we as humans are always wanting to feel or be right. Like success, obviously the, I mean, even that one day we talked to Kyle and Scott, right? Scott's how old, his definition of success, fulfillment, 
is probably a little bit different than Kyle's. Yeah. But also at the same point, as humans, I think we're all striving for somewhat of the same thing. Definitely. Whether that's love, whether that's um, peace, whether that's success. And it made me think too, like, what what is it are we, you know, what is it that we're going after, Landon? You know what I'm saying? And people have their own desires and passions, which is great as long as those desires don't consume them. Or if they do, that's a different story. But I also sometimes feel like in our society or in, even in my own heart, right? Like my desires are good. And if they're kept in balance, they're good. But one of the questions I always ask myself is if I don't get what I desire, am I still at peace? Am I still um, grateful? Am I still, you know what I'm saying? So not necessarily that all of our desires are bad, but do I need my desires in order to be at peace in order to um, does that make sense? Maybe I'm not being no, absolutely. Maybe I'm not being clear on that because we all have. You had mentioned it earlier. We all have different desires. What makes us tick? What, what drives us? But also at the same point, if you take all those away, like Doctor, I mean, you know, Michael, for example, he's in the medical field. Kyle's in real estate. You know, Scott's in, in Christian counseling, and and that's all. Those are all fine and dandy, but do we need those to define us? It, you know, you know you're, what I'm saying? I you're don't saying, know. do we need that one thing to define us or that one niche or that one passion? Right. Right. And then what are we actually pursuing in that profession? Right. Like, is it the, is it the desire to feel needed, to feel loved, to feel affirmed, to feel success? Um, and I, and I'm not saying that those desires are, are wrongly motivated or harmful because we've got to have those, we've got to have an element of those to get us out of bed in the morning. <laughs> but so, um, that's what I found fascinating or, but also reaffirming as we interviewed, you know, just seven so far, but it's going to continue to to climb is not only what motivates them, which I is fine, but, but we're all still humans. Like we're all still made up of the, of, you know, genetically we're, we're different, but as a species, we're, we're still humans and we're, we're motivated ultimately, I think sometimes by the same thing. And so to see different people and different walks of life, but we're still searching after or seeking what comfort is it affirmation? Like what is that that we're all searching for regardless of where we're at in life and regardless of the level of success. I mean, you look at, you look at Kyle at a young age or you look at Jordan at a young age, or, I mean, these are guys that are successful and, hopefully will continue to be successful. Um, 
So I don't know. That was just one of the things that had me thinking um, as we prepare to talk about, as we prepare to review the last seven episodes. Do you think it's going back to what you were saying as far as like what is motivating them or what would motivate what would maybe motivate us? What if it's a combination of what we have versus what we want? And what do we what I mean by that is for myself, I do try to take inventory of what I have, meaning my blessings. So I look at, I have my wife, I have my kids, I have my health. First and foremost, of course, I have my faith. Mm-hmm. And those, um, so faith, family, and, and health are like the three things, well, and freedom, freedom. Those four things are kind of what I hold up and what I those are kind of like the, the the pillars. Like like my faith is um what brings me ultimate ultimate peace and joy and mm-hmm. what um because I know that I'm ready to die and I know where I'm, I'm where I'm going where I, when I leave this earth. And then, you know, my family, those that I love the most, those that um I've been that I'm responsible for. And that's, um, you know, the ultimate, the ultimate kind of love, you know, your, your spouse and your children. And then, uh, you know, health. I, I I think of those people that are paraplegic or battling cancer or any kind of serious disease. And, and it's just like, I, I have to, like when I see those videos of, guys in wheelchairs in the gym and they're still doing pull-ups or people without like arms and they're doing box jumps or, um, or, or they're missing an arm and they're still doing deadlifts or cleans. And you're just like, man, what excuse do I have? And you could say like, well, life isn't about deadlifts and power cleans. And it's like, well, no, but it is about movement. It's about and movement. It is about challenges. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if if you if you don't feel good, if you can't move, you're not going to be good at anything. You're not going to be able to perform. Life is life is a performance to me. And uh, if if you don't, but feel why good, do we need to perform? So the question I ask is like, do we need to perform to in order to receive affirmation or love or joy or? Uh, applause from others. And so the question I ask is if, well, if we're all striving for the same thing, then why don't we just give, why don't we just give the affirmation right away or the support right away rather than, I don't want to say forcing because that's not it. A lot of this, a lot of these people are self-motivated um, to go out and, and, and do great things, which is awesome but are we doing it for affirmation? Are we doing it for, um, you know, are we doing it for the applause of others? And, and I would say, and again, that argument is relatively worthless because there is a hierarchy and there is, 
you know, there is people with, with true talents that we are grateful that they practice for hours and hundreds and thousands of hours in order to refine their ability to play piano or sing a song or play sports or so again, that argument is completely blown up by that statement right there because sometimes the applause is necessary and, and, and yep. the gratitude towards their ability is necessary. And we are thankful that they have put in the time, the, the work, the study, the, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, so I'm not sure that, that that would be aided or beneficial to give, I don't know, carry on. I, I feel like for most people, regardless of the affirmation or the applause, they would do the same thing because I feel like truly successful people, and I, I don't like using that word successful because we all have different definitions of successful, but I would say maybe people that right. are truly the most driven people and that are continually pursuing excellence, It's um, there's a hunger inside them that... Or, or you know, they say you're either pursuing pain or you're trying to avoid pleasure. Or, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna say either trying to avoid pain uh, yeah. or pursuing, right, or you're right. pursuing pleasure. Right. And to an extent, there's a there's a level of just like sitting still and doing nothing is absolutely a form of pain for a lot of people. And it's like, mm-hmm. I got to be working towards something or it hurts. Or, yeah. so there's, there's that side and there's also just like there's this pursuit of whatever it may be, that aspect of growth and progress is a, and it might not even be the thing itself. Just that pursuit alone is what gives the pleasure, what, what provides the fulfillment. And, I, and I've often heard it said, I mean, often, but I've heard it said a couple of times that it's truly, and I, I can't remember if it was one person that said this or if I read this somewhere, but it, it's truly the just progress is what makes people feel valuable and worth something is if you are progressing, if you're growing, that's truly what provides that sense of worth. Right. Um, but circling back to what I was saying before is that it, it's, for me, it's those four aspects of life, faith, family, fitness, or health, and freedom. And the only part I didn't, didn't touch on was the freedom part is it's it's the, this is a blessing that I have and that I should be a good steward of and that I am free to choose how I want to live my life to an extent, of course. And yep. with those four aspects, I'm a powerful individual. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, is there are millions of other people just like me who have those four things as well. Now, some some are lacking faith. Some don't have family. Some don't have their health. And there might be some that live in other countries that don't have the freedom that I have. But, like, that's a deadly combination, those four things. I often say that, like, if you look at the guys like, um, I feel like I use this guy's name a lot on here, but like, like Tony Robbins, we'll say the Grant Cardone's, the um, even like the let's we'll just read off a few more names like like the Jockos, the Goggins, um, the Cam Haynes, those guys that that we look up to and stuff. And some of them, 
I got to be careful. Some of them, I, I do believe, have a faith, and I don't want to take that away from them. So I'm not saying I'm not saying that any of those guys don't have a faith. I think some of them do absolutely. But my point is, is um, someone might be critical of of me or you for looking up to these and respecting these individuals because, like, well, they don't have a foundation of faith. And my response to that is, well, that's the one aspect that that's the that's the one ingredient that they might be missing. That doesn't mean they can't be successful here on this earth. But if you have the drive, the discipline that they have, and then you compare that last ingredient of faith, that higher purpose, your, your um, that, e- that eternal purpose, like, that's it. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing else to that you could have. And I think... You know, there are some out there that are like, well, you don't need to be like, you shouldn't want to be necessarily like like Goggins or Jocko or just these really successful individuals. And to me, it's just like, we've talked about this earlier. Why, if you were put on this earth, why, why wouldn't you use what you've been given and be the best that you can be? That's, that's my response to that. But so anyway, trying to bring things back full circle here. I had mentioned earlier that it's about what you have versus what you want. There's kind of, it's, it's the balance there. And I feel like it's, for me, I look at what I have and then, so to a degree, I recognize those blessings that I have and therefore I am content. But because I have these blessings, I'm like, oh, I have not an obligation, but it's like, um, I feel the well, weight of believer. Well, I, I feel the weight of responsibility. Like I have these right. things. And like I said, there's those people that don't have their health. They don't have their faith. They don't have their freedom and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, since I have these, it's on me to use these to the fullest potential that I can, that I can. Right. So that is what drives me forward. So it's like using what you have to drive you forward and then it's also a matter of visions. Like, here's what I have now with these four pillars of faith, family, health, and freedom. Here's what I have now. What could this be if I invested my time, my effort, my money in these different areas? What what good could I do with these things? Because these are all um, areas of opportunity. Is this making sense? Right. No, and it most certainly is. And um, as believers, our responsibility is to honor and glorify um, him. And but exactly, you're you're taking that a little bit deeper. And in that, you're listing out areas in which you will do that. And also the weight of the responsibility that weighs on you and I because of what we've been given. And, and trying to make the most of that. And you were kind of like narrowing, and I've heard you talk about this in the past, like narrowing it down to one word even. Like why do you do what you do? What is what is your ultimate motivation? And I've heard you say before, like to you it's peace, right? Mm-hmm. And right. I had never thought about it that before as far as breaking it down so simple to just a word. And like, um, I, I tell you, like, that's what, like, 
that's what fascinates me about whether that's Jacko Willink or Victor Frankel and Man's Search for Meaning. It's like, um, you know, if you're, if, well, you, you can hear some of the stories that Jacko tells and they're, they're just gaudy. They're awful of what he's, you know, seen overseas. And I, and I asked myself, well, I haven't faced hardly pressures to that degree. And there's still, uh, a lot of times in my life, I'm questioning humanity. I'm questioning myself, and I haven't even seen the worst of what humans have to offer. I've heard of stories. Jocko's seen that firsthand, and he still moves forward. He still does his best uh, work because of what he's seen humans are capable of, and he hasn't lost um, faith in mankind, <laughs> you know, and Viktor Frankl as well. Obviously, he. I mean, you're in a concentration camp and he continued to move forward. And one of the things that fascinates me and, and I think one of the reasons that the book is so widely read is because Viktor Frankl, even in the worst conditions that human beings can face, still had peace. Mm. The guards couldn't take that from him. Quite frankly, the guards wanted what he had. So I... To me, that's a difficult one to try and figure out when I'm not at peace with things going on about me or things going on around me or even the own questions or the own things in my life to be able to look at those guys um, or which I had shown you my uh, I had shown you my picture that I had drawn and Jocko's on the table. Jocko's one of those individuals who has a seat at the table um for that for that reason he embodies well there's multiple reasons i don't need to get into details at some point i can go over that but he definitely embodies um who has seen the worst he has put himself through some of the worst human physical things that we can do physically torturing things that you can do in seal training and then he has seen some of the worst abuses we can do to other human beings in the Middle East with, you know, the raping of women and children and people being, you know, hung on meat hooks and so on and so forth. And I'm sure he felt the spiritual forces of it. He's not necessarily uh, the one to talk spiritually or emotionally about those topics necessarily although he does from time to time that's more like a jordan peterson you know psychologically um and and, and ravi zacharias theologically you know philosophically um but that's that's a whole different topic so <clears throat> but yeah you're exactly right <clears throat> getting yourself to the point to where regardless of what happens in life no matter how good or how bad you have peace, you have eternal peace and well, there's that, I think. You know, when we were talking with Jason just a couple weeks ago, he had essentially brought up like when you're trying so hard to pursue like he talked about there's there's nothing wrong with pursuing goals. That's a good thing. But we talked about that balance of 
getting overly focused or maybe obsessed with a goal to the point where you are failing to recognize the blessings that, you, that are right in front of you that you already have. And like we, like in this case, in that particular case, we were talking about family and that you should not neglect the, the love and attention that they need. But then also like we, we know that there's a unique blessing and joy and, and satisfaction that can, that comes from that, you know, and, often that's overlooked because we're so worried about the next goal or the next achievement, whatever. But anyway, you know, it's um, coming back to what you were saying like about peace. I, I, I truly feel like if you do slow down and take the time to recognize the blessings that you do have and like from, and, uh, you know, like I mentioned those, those four pillars in my life, it's just, I I feel like that, that gives a, that gives contentment that does give that, that peace. But then also there's the, the sense of you're not satisfied because you know that you could do more with what you have been given. You know that there's more that you could do. And so I think as long as you're alive, it's healthy to have that that discontentment, if that's a word, discontentment, that or that that dissatisfaction of just like, no, there's there's more. There's more that I can do. I think that's that's a healthy attitude, of course, when when used in the right way. But ultimately like recognize that like if um what what you have is enough. So it's you mentioned earlier, did did you mention what you want to be or what you want to have? Those those are the two words that you used earlier? be or have because it's like I have well, I'm content with what I have but I'm not content with who I am or necessarily what I'm doing yeah if that makes sense mm-hmm. right but um, I do think that's the unique position of a Christian is like if my heart is what it needs to be and if my relationship with God and those around me is what it needs to be I will have peace regardless of the circumstances, regardless of what I'm doing, right? And I should, as far as like if, if, if we're looking at it as like who I want to be or who I am, we should always be at peace with that. And if we're not, there's something that we need to change. But um, that's the beauty of that, of, of the whole faith aspect. But at the same time, I do think that you can be at peace with that, but not at peace with what you're doing. And I think that is okay. Yeah. I hope yeah. I'm making sense here. <laughs> no, I think, yeah. And it, and I think that's something that all of the people that we brought on the podcast are going after or are trying to pursue regardless of the pressures around them which is admirable because we all know that there's unlimited amount of excuses there's unlimited amount of limitations that we put in our own mind or the the half truths or the lies that we tell ourselves that oh I'll do it when or I'll start when or I'm going to do it now just because I'll, I'll start tomorrow or it's not that big of a deal or, you know, and 
to those who say no, to those who go out and do um, and are embodying the definition of, well, I don't want to say the definition of success, but those who are living out a higher purpose or a higher yeah. calling yeah, um, are admirable because they all have their excuses and limitations and doubts and fears. and No one like, is exempt from that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I'm curious. Um, I don't know if Lana, we, we haven't talked about this, but I wonder we should ask uh, a lot of our listeners who they think we should have on at some yeah. point. Yeah. I'm curious who they would want to hear on the podcast. Or maybe what, what topic or what, what, um, right. Professional. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Cause the options are endless. I mean, we, I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface of really of where this could go. Um, but also at the same point, where our, a majority of our listeners are from what was that 20 to 28 or something like that? 20 to 28 year olds. Oh, oh as far as age? Yeah, age wise. Yeah, I'm trying to think who the youngest would have been. Jordan? If I, I remember. Well, no, and, the, and our listeners, not oh, just you're li- I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about the guests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. Our, yeah r- roughly that age group, 20 and 28. Yeah. Yeah. According that's to the, the, according to the analytics. <laughs> yeah, the, the analytics. That's, that's um, the majority. Yes, of course, they are outliers, but yeah. Right, exactly. Um, which happens to fall in the age of where you and I are at. So yeah. that uh, makes sense. We ask the questions that probably. 26 year olds and 30 year olds are potentially having or asking, but we're limited in the amount of people that we know. Um, today, today, exactly. Every day is another opportunity to meet someone else. Yeah. Yeah. What's been your favorite part of the podcast? Oh man. I love conversation like real real conversation and it's just those moments where and I think we hit this with just about every single interview which was cool but those, those moments where you kind of forget that there's that you're recording you forget that you're talking behind a microphone and it's just a conversation those moments were so cool like when um, everybody felt they could truly be transparent there's that there's kind of that moment that happens in the conversation. And uh yeah. I'm thinking of a couple, I know you're thinking of a couple right now. And it's just like, okay, like this is getting good now. And right. it's so cool that we can record that and offer it to people. Hopefully it adds it adds some value. There's just something and then, Go ahead. And inspires them to do the same. Yeah. To have the conversations yeah. that need to be had. Just, yeah, you're definitely moved. You're definitely moved emotionally and spiritually when things start to click in a conversation. And kind of the whole reason why we why we started this is there's just a lack of that today, where everybody's just so busy and has a schedule, and then the the information that we are 
consuming is all in like 20 second clips or little paragraphs. And that's just not how you get to know somebody. That's not how you truly get to know how someone else thinks. Right. And yeah, that's one thing that you and I cherish. Cause I think that's how we got close is cause like, Oh, like this, this guy is intentional about how he thinks. And man, like, cause it, the, that's ultimately like the, the guests that we have had thus far, we would like why we brought them on. We want to know how they think, mm-hmm. what makes them tick and yeah, how they got to where they are now, but then where, where are they going? And we, we learn something with every single guest. That's the whole point. And one thing I thought was really cool, like with, with Jason, for example, if we talked to everybody else, they were all looking to continue what they were doing. And they had, you know, pretty big goals in the future. Jason did as well, but he was looking to make a pivot. I thought that was interesting. Uh, potentially changing the type of content he wanted to produce. And due to some challenges that he's had in his life, it made him reevaluate some things. And he had a passion for helping others, for serving others. And he was rethinking what he had been offering. And it's like, yeah, that had, that had definitely been helpful to others and something he'd been enjoyed up until now. But he's thinking about, yeah, staying in the YouTube business, but offering something different. I thought that was interesting. And I appreciated him being willing to kind of share that on the show. Just like, look, this is what I've been doing for the past five years, but I'm looking at taking this a completely different route. I thought that was cool. Right. It was also a message that the success, you know, 9 million views is not a small task. And you might think, well, if I just hit 9 million views, my life would change forever. Well, Jason was living proof that uh, hitting 9 million views and making $20,000 a month on YouTube doesn't change your life. There's still a battle that you, I mean, it might change your life. It'll change your life. Yeah, but, but it also doesn't relieve the struggle of being human. You're not set. You're not, no. you're not done. Yeah. No. And we, and, um, we don't need to repeat everything that the podcast that we already talked about, but basically you can hear it in his voice when he talks about, when he talks about the channel, when he talks about maybe some of the things that should have been higher on his priority list fell off. Um, and the consequences of that. And also how, just because, things did go well and things even still are going well financially. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more to life, which was, yeah. So that, yeah, honestly, that was a really, that was a really good conversation with Jason. As I was preparing for, for this particular podcast, just reflecting on all the guests, I'm curious to hear, and maybe you've already kind of touched on a couple of times as far as what you're, if there was anything specific that stood out to you that was consistent with all of them. And I guess in a way we've kind of been saying that the whole time or talking about that the whole time. But for me, one thing or or one attribute, I guess that was 
that I saw in each one of them was just their consistency in that, because I feel like with multiple of those conversations, we talked about regardless of the emotions, they kept going. Regardless of the successes or failures, they kept going. And that's something that really spoke to me because, and like Braden, you and I have talked about this so many times, is just there are days you just don't feel like it. You don't feel like, you know, logging those, uh, or, or checking those boxes, taking those steps, and doing what you know you need to do. Or there's those days where you do fall flat. Um, you have a difficult conversation or something falls through and you had your hopes really high on this and it didn't work out like you thought. And you want to kind of just throw in the towel or take a break, do something else for a little bit. And I think what we saw in all of these all these guests is they every single one of them experienced that probably multiple times. Not probably. They all experienced it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yet they continued. They kept going. Right. Right. No, absolutely. One of the things that I... Actually, just this morning I was listening to... Uh, I was listening to a sermon, and one of the things that he was talking about was some sometimes our our misinterpretation of of scripture and how and what that has to do with this conversation is sometimes how we misinterpret what it takes to live a meaningful life or what it takes to um what it takes to rethink your position and your views and your ideas on life, because a lot of times we are all limited to our experiences, which is not a bad thing. That's, that's, I mean, that's not a bad thing, but that's what makes reading and learning so powerful. And the, the story went, it went something like this and I won't tell it exactly how it went. Cause I, I can't remember all, all of it, but there was this little, um, a young, young man, young boy actually who wanted um you probably heard a blue and silver bike and he couldn't afford it and his and his parents said that they weren't going to buy it for him so he had to come up with with an idea on how he's going to get this bike and he remembers flipping through the tv channels and hearing christian pastors um and how they prayed and how their idea, well, what he interpreted as their idea of what it means to serve what Christ and, and how uh, prayer works and so on and so forth. And so the little boy decided that he was going to start praying like uh, the pastors he heard on TV, right? And so the one night he goes to bed and says, uh, dear Jesus, I need a bike. And I preferably would like it blue and silver. And I would like it here tomorrow morning and goes to bed and wakes up and the bike's not there. And so he thought, well, rather than get discouraged, let's rewatch, let's watch some more uh, (laughs) pastor TV and see what they're saying today. And so after his second day of, of watching sermons on TV, he goes home As he's preparing for bed, he gets down on his knees and 
says, you know, you're holy, omniscient, um, well, <laughs> omnipotent, omnipotent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and creator of all, please have my bike here by five 30 tomorrow morning. And don't forget, I wanted blue and silver. Amen. Have you heard this one? I th- didn't Ravi Zacharias tell this? I think it's slowly yes. come back. Keep going. I, Cause I don't remember the end. Keep going. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, um, he gets up at five 30 and the bike wasn't there and he's discouraged. And as he's walking home from school, the one day he see, he sees a statue of Mary and he goes and he grabs the statue of Mary and takes it, takes her and hides her underneath of his bed. And that night before going to bed, he kneels down to pray and says, dear Jesus, if you ever want to see your mother again, I want a bike <laughs> at five. I want a bike and I want it blue and silver by five 30 in the morning. And, uh, this, this little kid, uh, <laughs> telling Jesus, um, you know, and, and honestly, the, obviously the whole point of the story is how do we get so disorientated? How do we come to a place to where our worldview are, our um, theological beliefs are so screwed up, right? This boy in his innocence, you know, the boy in his innocence is just doing what he really, I mean, he's, he's praying for a bike. He really wants a bike. You know what I'm saying? And by the end, he's telling Jesus if he ever wants to see his mother again. And so I'll, I, that, that story has many meanings and a lot of them are deeper than I, I can go. But, um, I often ask myself that question, like, man, where am I just missing it? Like, where, how am I just missing the point here? Or why am I missing the point? Or, and a lot of that comes, I hope, out of innocence, like that boy. A lot of it comes out of ignorance as well. Um, and I don't necessarily want to be <laughs> like that boy, but it's, you have to walk through those places sometimes, though, as you pursue deeper things. And that's one of the things that every one of these guys that we've had on the podcast have had those experiences and they continue to move forward. Um, but it also makes them human, makes us human, makes them relatable. So, you know, um, it'd be interesting if we interviewed the same guests in five, 10 years, and I think we and, plan to do that. We're going to yeah. circle back around. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. But just to hear what they would do differently, what their regrets are, and using like the example of, of the little boy in the bike, he started rationalizing some crazy stuff. And I've, I've caught myself doing that at times. It's just like, like, what are you doing? Like you are like, like what you're rationalizing, like, like this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And going like that, the quote that you always say from from Jordan Peterson about communicating your thoughts to others to essentially filter out the stupid. Yeah, right. That's, that's the Landon version of that quote. But mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if yeah. he would if he would have gone to his parents and said, "Hey, this is how I am praying," they would have, or "This is how I'm going about trying this bike," they would have set him straight. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Right. And obviously, that's that's a story, but there's so many truths in a story. Um, and there's something compelling about a story that relates to life. Um, 
but that's one of the things that I enjoy about the podcast is potentially speeding up the process of weeding out those ignorant, you know, preconceived ideas we have about other people, mm-hmm. uh, about their insecurities or what we view as like major strengths or, well, that's just, you know, that's just his personality. It's like, yeah, no. I mean, we listen to Kyle. You, you look at him on social media. It's like, man, this guy's got it all figured out. We took, we sit down and talk to him on the podcast. He's like, no, these are the things I struggle with. Yeah. And he, these even he was like, I don't need, he's some days I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, and I think honestly, no matter, regardless of who you are, uh, whether you're the president, whether, well, uh, yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're honest with yourself, we all have those insecurities. We all have those doubts, fears. And that's one of the things that, well, we both learned from interviewing Scott at 60 some years old Mm -hmm. to Jordan at 24. That's a constant battle. We never grow out of those challenges, do we? Right. Those things that we, we, we continually need to be overcoming, learning something new. And then that part of that, that's the, um, the fulfillment comes from continually overcoming, continually learning, continually falling down and getting back up. And if, if that gets older, if that's too hard for you, for anyone, that's when you stop growing. Right. Exactly. What do we got? Maybe we want to share Lane and what we got coming up with the listeners or do you, you need, do you not want to give up? I, I'm fine either way. We don't, have, <laughs> we don't have to tell what we got. Let, let's just say we've got a couple guests lined up and both of them are going to be pretty unusual conversations. I think that that's all I'll say for now. Cause um, we don't have confirmed dates for either one yet. Um, yeah. But uh, they're, we're, we're in communication with them and when we'll, we'll have some, We'll be here in the next the next month for sure. Yeah. Um, overall, anything else you want to share about the podcast? Just on. Well, I think we I've I've asked you what some of your favorite stuff was, um, and obviously only with seven guests. You know, one of the questions always is, well, what was your favorite one? Mm, yeah. So, well, there was favorite moments in every yeah. one of those conversations we've had. You know, some of the my favorites were with the with the gentleman that we had never met in person, just because um, I learned I did learn a lot like with with Kyle and with Jordan, you know, the, the different guys that I knew personally. But it was really cool to talk to those guys that you and I had never met before and yet still had a two hour long conversation or hour hour to two hour conversation and gained so much from it, having no history with that person in the the past. That was so cool. That was really rewarding. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It just goes to show that like, again, if you're intentional with your time and with your, with your speech, you can really get to know somebody. And like, I feel like we were, we were like friends with, with Chris when right. we got done with that call, <laughs> you know, 
And it's so right. cool following following him on social media and stuff now and just kind of seeing what he's doing and like with his YouTube yeah. and, and just with his business. And uh, You know that guy. Yeah. And it's like, and I guess my encouragement to anybody listening to this would just be try to do the same. And in that, just take the time to listen to somebody else and really be intentional Ask about questions. the conversation. Yeah. Be intentional about the conversations you're having and be willing to be vulnerable. I'm just reflecting on, I got to bed late last night and I'm just reflecting on the, you know, the good time we had last night, just had people over and made a fire, played spike ball, had good conversation and so on and so forth. And paying the consequences of, you know, four and a half, five hours of sleep this morning. But it's like, yeah, I can focus on my lack of sleep or I can reflect on the, on the positives that were had because we stayed up late last night, you know, and there's a lot of lessons that if I would learn the first time, I wouldn't have to relearn, <laughs> I, you know, as I'm thinking, um, and, um, and hopefully through conversation obviously comes the same with the power of reading. Um, let's not repeat history. Let's not, let's not repeat, you know, Let's repeat the things that work. Let's learn from the lessons of history. Um, let's learn from the conversations we have. And for you and I to be able to have this opportunity to bring people on and to learn from them, I think is something that we should remember and we probably shouldn't take lightly. And we should also, well, we need to implement those or this is this whole thing is worthless. Very well said. Yes. All right. Thank you all for the continued support for this podcast. I do hope these conversations have added value to your life in one way or another, and we're excited for the guests and conversations coming in the near future. Give us a follow on Instagram at inquire inside. Thank you all for tuning in today and we'll catch you next time.